When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, boys, on all accounts, Nathan Brown has probably coached his last game for the Warriors. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, that's right. Another one bites the dust. So here's the thing. Do the Warriors do what they have in the past and hire another coach who ends up in the coach's graveyard? Or do they develop a strategy that brings in a coach who can have a good five years to rebuild the club's DNA and the national recruitment strategy? So what type of coach do we need, you think? Here's my three things that I think need to happen. One, a proven track record. Winning a premiership has to be the number one criteria. Number two is able to manage the owner's expectations and has clear boundaries regarding who leads the football strategy into the future and keeps the owner up in the box. And three, has the ability to work with key stakeholders both here and in Australia to bring the best talent through and to the club. No more hiring mates in key positions. Interesting times ahead. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Is he? Here's a mm. question, brother. Do we hire someone to a long-term strategy, give total transparency to all of the stakeholders, including our, including our supporters, of regarding that rebuild and get buy-in, or is it same old, same old? No, not same old, same old, I tell you. We've got to, we've got to hire people that uh, not, have got a non-track record. I like, I like number two when you said you've got to give them all the reins. You've got to give them both hands on the reins. You've got to tell them that they've got this team, this is their team going forward. Um, yeah, like that's that's what they need to do. And uh, on your number one, uh, your your point for number one, they have to have a proven track record and a winning premiership. I think that's important. But also, if we're going to build, uh, give young coaches an opportunity, they're not going to have that winning um, premiership record. So we have to allow for that too. If there is someone in New Zealand that has a genuine opportunity to take this role up, and you see confidence in him then we have to allow for that, and that's going to build take time, five to six to seven years for them to be able to build and forge their own careers, mate. Loved it. Passionate as always, Kempi. Good work, brother. Whether it's Nathan Brown reportedly stepping down or the foot or the forward pack getting out-muscled, it's been a hard watch for Warriors fan and off and off the field this year, on and off the fields. One thing we hear over and over is, how do we get the mana of the early 2000s back? 
you know, our Ali, the big man, the Jordan of rugby league back in the 2000s, his footwork was mesmerising. His The way mm. he held that ball as he was outstanding. Um, loved the bloke, loved coaching him back in the day. He's with us now this morning. Morning, Ali. How are you, brother? Hey, morena, Kimpi. Oh, morena, morena, bro. Hey, good to hear uh, hear from you again, Ali. Good to talk to you yesterday. Mate, what are you up to these days? Tell us a little bit about what, you, what you're up to. Uh, apart from being a Uber... Uber driver for the kids. You're doing some some good work in rugby league too, aren't you? Yeah, I'll, yeah, trying to. Just with, um, you know, with Jerry and um, also Calms and now um, one of the Cliff Thompson. So, yeah, just working in the, um, well, being in education space, especially in um, for NZRO and also um, NRL. But also I do a little bit of... Um, um, transitional um, work with um, the retirees and some of the players that are transitioning into different phases of their career. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, mate. Yeah. Giving back, showing showing people the pathways, uh, not only in <laughs> rugby league, but um, looking after their mental health and also after football. Mate, um, just want to ask you a question. You've been watching the Warriors. What's your take on it this year? Yeah, no, nah, man, I'm always a Warriors fan. Um, it's always tough, um, you know, apart from probably playing against the refs, you know, it's <laughs> you know, we always talk about you know that 14th player, but um, but now nah, yeah, it's tough. I know the boys, man. Um, you know, uh, doing it tough, but um, I don't know, man. I just I'm a big believer in um, having a Kiwi coach. Um, mm. You know, um, but yeah, hey, um, that's my um, that's my take. But yeah, I, I feel for the boys. They're always got a tough, especially playing was you know um, away from home. Um, mm. But yeah, man, it's. It's like that thing, man. You know, you, um, it's your job, and so I'm hope you know. Hopefully, the boys can put it together. And, but yeah, man, the toys that I'm always always got their face for the boys. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to be a hard critic, man. I'm I was always you know I, I was once on the other side, so yeah, you know, me keep you, man. I just try and serve my feet. So I don't want to be too tough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ali, it's Izzy here, mate. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, hey, fan. bro. Hey, but the mean fan of yours used to, I used to love watching you throw that razzle dazzle around. Hey, um, what, what were your memories back in the 2000s? Uh, we always talk about unleashing the beast, and back when you guys were playing, you were able to do that. What, what was kind of like the, the feeling like in the camp, and you know, what, what gave you that ability to be able to play that freestyle of league that made us all Warriors fans? Yeah, apart from keep you showing up. Showing us the videos from uh, back in the Newcastle days and overseas, bro. He used to show us how he used to do it. And so, yeah, um, no, nah, I think it's just that, um, you know, probably like, you know, um, you guys, you know, um, when you you know when you know guys were playing, I think it's just that good camaraderie with the boys. Um, man, we just mm-hmm. wanted to play some footy. And I think, um, I think we, you know, represent our families, but also our communities that we come from, um, you know, um, New Zealand. So I think that was massive. And just, yeah, um, it was like playing backyard, you know, backyard footy, and you know, if, if you go to the parks around New Zealand, you see all the all the players, you know, um, all, our, all our players throwing the ball around and just having some fun. So I was just going to ask one question again. Uh, sorry, Ali, uh, the I, you just no touched worries, on like the, the the DNA and the identity. Like back then, you you know, you had such a Polynesian influence, but you had um, a Pakeha influence, so you had a real buy-in from the culture so was there a real huge emphasis on the team culture back in the 2000s and and a real understanding of you know where you come from and a, and a real buy-in mentality um no good question is he um not really to be honest we just kind of mm. like i think it was just the boys gelling together 
But um, yeah, and you know, I think most of us kind of knew each other, and then we had a good um, good mix of um, of age group too. So you know, we had the old boys, you know, um, kind of guiding us. But I think we kind of just um, you know bought in and you know um, you know to whatever the the coach was doing. But also, I think it's massive. Eh? I think we definitely need to um, acknowledge our you know the talent of Fenua and. Um, especially the people of this land because I think that's massive I think that goes a long way in terms of the Warriors I think we you know, especially the mana we um, you know you carry this emblem around and talking about the Warriors I think uh, first and foremost we definitely need a kind of um, whoever the iwi is or um, mm. we need a kind of uh, yeah I don't know just acknowledging boys but in, you know not just like a token thing man it just has to be in, in, in everything that we do because that's yeah. That's, I, I believe that's the Warriors' identity, eh? Yeah, just dead right. As when I when I was coming back to New Zealand, I got uh, a couple of the old boy Warriors, Kevin Edel and, and Richie, said, man, there's this kid over there, his name's Ali Lowatiti, and he can play, man. He's like Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, and I remember getting back here and watching Ali, um, although he yeah, I had to always yell at him because he was always at the back at training. Um, <laughs> once we once we got him fit, man, he was, he was absolutely awesome. And Ali, I just want to ask you the question, like, you left us too early, because I think if we kept you, uh, you would have actually won us a premiership. I think Ali was the, mm. the key to us winning that first premiership. Just just take us back to those days, Ali. Why did you leave? Um, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely my fault. I think I um, kind of lost the passion and also, you know, the drive mm. to you know, play the game. I think I was, uh, I was at the age where... I was, um, you know, hanging out with my mates from school and then thinking, man, these guys are doing it easy. They don't have to go to sleep early and, you know, um, you know, <laughs> and I could see them eat the KFC and all that, you know, McDonald's all the time. I was like, oh, man, I, I think I was like a, like a, my addict, you know. I was like, oh, man, I want it, I want it. But, yeah, so, um, nah, I think it was, it was just, yeah, it was just me at, at you know, that stage of my life. And, you know, I guess, um, you know, uh, you know, we always get back to, uh, to poor Mick, but Mick had to make his, you know, had to make his, you know, decision as a CEO, and I, uh, you know, probably miscommunication. But yeah, I funny to say that I, I caught up with Mick, and so he's doing well. And mm. uh, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things in my life, and I think you know, really, um, you know, it was good that, that I did it, and also you know, you know, caught up with you, and and you encouraged me to you know go there, and you said you know if you go there to Leeds, you, you'll see my photo. Hey, Izzy, man, and it's a true story, man. They talk about this guy, hey. Yeah. He said, he, I was like, yeah, um, how was Kim? He goes, oh, man, he was the man. Probably, probably the slowest, um, slowest 5'8", but uh, he could <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, you went, and you went to England, Ali, and you won everything that was on offer, brother. Tell us a little bit about that, that, that trip to Aussie, uh, to, to England. How, how was your oh, journey man, over I, there? Nah, it was awesome, man. I think it was good for me and my wife, we, and we started a, a family there. But also, I think I just, I kind of just uh, got there at the right time, uh, right place, right team. They were um, starting up, and all the, yeah, all the boys were, um, you know, fire, you know, we were on fire. So I, I kind of just, it was, it was, you know, that's uh, probably the beauty of team sport. Eh? You kind of just fit in, even when you, if you're playing crap and they're playing well, you just kind of just ride it. So um, nah, everything kind of just jarred together. Um, I wouldn't say I was probably. The, I wouldn't say I was the best, but uh, that's team sports. They keep you, um, you know, and and Izzy. So um, nah. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, nah, we um, team sports. All it's a funny old thing, mate. But if you are the best, mate, let's be honest. You had some razzle dazzle <laughs> when you went out there. Hey, um, we talk a lot about IP, intellectual property, on here, and someone like you with your stature, your mana, your experience. 
Is that something that would entice you to go back to the Warriors? I think you'd be a, a real good fit, particularly for our Polynesian um, boys and, and players and the families. You've got a real family feeling, and on the field, obviously, we know your presence that you'll be able to add on there. Is that something that maybe could you potentially look at? Um, oh man, I'm, like I'm because I work for NZR, so I'm, I'm normally around there. So I yeah, and I think you know we definitely, especially for uh, not only for the wise but NZR, I think we never mm. definitely need to you know tap into um, you know ex players. Uh, man, there's yeah, huh. um, so much of um, wealth and knowledge, but also their stories. You know, um, goes a long way, and, and you can um, definitely inspire um, our, our players of today. But um, no, so I definitely do. Uh, you know, for if the wires are listening, or man, hopefully we can tap in our old players. You know, um, mm. there's a there's quite a few of them around the mutu, so good yeah. to you know get them and um, show some old faces. But even though probably the kids won't even mem- uh, recognise you, probably their parents <laughs> or their grandparents, but um, should be alright. <laughs> hey Ali, you're travelling around the around the mutu like you said, and you're seeing all the players. Have you seen uh, another Ali Lal TD out there uh, mm. in the? In the provinces that uh, no one's heard of, that you that you think might make it as a as an NRL player? Oh, man, I'm sure there's there's, there's better ones. Oh, you know, there's there's heaps. Like uh, it's funny, we've been around. You know, the the uh, well on a well-being waka, just to encouraging that you know um, how important well-being is also and also shining some light on mental wealth. But nah, it's, it's those untouched areas. Eh? I'm sure you guys know. There's the mm. far north where you know there, there's a wealth of players that are. That are in the NRL, um, and also, man, I'm sure there's some um, awesome players in Taranaki. You know, where you from, um, Kimpy? Yeah. Um, nah, I think it's those untouched areas that we they're probably um, in NRL, and also, um, you know, um, what do you call uh, selectors or whoever they're looking out, man, need to need to go there because there's so much talent in New Zealand. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, nah, I'm sure there's. Um, I'm looking for the next Izzy, man, or the next Kim. Right? Not, not me, man. <laughs> Such a humble man, Ali. Thanks a lot for coming on the show this morning. Before I let you go, mate, I just want to ask you this question because I know I know you could you could do a good job for the Warriors. Izzy's right. You can go in there and you can teach back rowers how to how to live freely out there and cause havoc. Jeez, remember that remember that uh, try you said. How to miss tackles. Yeah, how, how you set that try for Ivan. Remember that against the Broncos? That one that's yeah, always played that on TV. Over his head, eh? Hey? That's un- my favourite. Unbelievable. But what I want to ask you is, is there a Kiwi currently that can do the job for the Warriors and rebuild what we had in the 2000s? Well, oh, it's a hard one, right? You know, um, it did, you know, as I said before, it's a team, it's a team sport, but I reckon um, well, um, oh, there's quite a few of them. I, I don't want to name any, but um, I feel that there is. It's just mm. um, getting their culture together. Um, like what yeah. as you said, I think a true identity. I think, um, man, I even to the statement, you know, when uh, people come in, I always say, oh, man, this should be a poor fitty, a hacker, some sort of. And, and that's why I said before, man, identity is it's more like a tokenistic kind of thing. You know, you kind mm. of, you can't do this, man. This is, this is New Zealand that we're staying, that we're living in. This is Aotearoa. And, Whoever the, the indigenous people here, man, well, I think we definitely need to acknowledge them properly. Um, I think that's the key to winning a premiership. But also mm. valuing and, and looking after people. Uh, as we all know, man, in business mm. and sports, if you look after people's well-being, uh, make sure they're, they're well, I'm sure it's like having the All Blacks. I'm sure um, yeah. our teams will go a long way 
Oh, pai tērā, pai ki te kōrero ki a koe, uh, i te ata nei, thanks for talking to us this morning, Ali, I, I love your kōrero on identity and, and tangata whenua and, and recognising te tiriti o waitangi, that's the main thing you're talking about, let's hope the Warriors are listening to this one this morning, go well brother, keep working uh, with all of our young people, making sure that they're safe and uh, and hopefully one day we will see a replicate, uh, like a, a clone of Ali Laotiti running down that left end for the Warriors, take care brother. Nah, thank you guys. Bless you, bro. Have a good, have a good day. Cheers, Ali. Legend. Man, wow. legend. Legend. Absolutely. Mm. Mate, they never, ever take any accolades, that fella. Ever. Nah. Ever. No, I remember very when, humble. I remember when he was leaving, him and Jerry at the same time. You know, now it's funny, they're down working together. I got them around home um, the week they were leaving, just uh, told them to come out for tea and just wanted to talk to them and make sure that they're both okay, you know, mentally. Because we're going all right, mate. We, we had a mm. really decent team and, that, and Ali was a big part of it and so was Jerry and they both signed to go up to England. I just and what I was talking about, I just said, mate, if you're going to go up to England, just go up there and have fun, mate. You know, I said they love Kiwis that go up there with a really good work ethic. Yeah. And I don't know if you followed his career in England. He won everything. Mm. He won every championship. He won Wembley numerous times and represented the richest club up there, Leeds, for a number of years. Got a massive name up there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he's a legend. You're right, boys. And there's actually, a, he, did, he didn't get into it, but I have read before about the story about him literally getting marched out of Mount Smart. Uh, Mick Wallace. Watson. Watson, 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 the CEO at the time, um, pretty much challenged him and said, you know, and, and he, again, being a humble guy there and with years of reflection, said, you know, I wasn't ready for it and I was kind of drifting and, my, you know, I didn't want it enough. But he pretty much got asked, do you want it enough? And mm. what are your priorities? And is it is it your family and is it the church or is it your mates? Is it the way you've grown up or is it the club? And it was a bit of a and I've read that previously. Um, and he actually got walked out of the club. So like a pretty sad end to it. It was mishandled, and he, he wasn't the only one that was mishandled. You know, we needed to manage those younger guys. They were in the mm. early early to mid twenties, and they needed uh, aroha more than anything. You know that they were welcome, not not the pressure because they could play. Mm. And they had done, you know, they'd been to the finals in 2001, got a grand final 2002, missed it by one, losing to Penrith in 2003. And um, when, they, when, the, when the, the, the going get, got tough, the pressure was put on them instead of wrapping them up and saying, actually, we've got another three or four years with you. And then yeah. the team just started to get decimated. So it's a, it's a real sad story for me because I, you know, um, always saw Ali, you know, when you got that one player, is he in your team yeah. that you really needed? Back then, Ali Lalteri was our answer to a premiership, and we, mm. you know, what what happened in hindsight when you look at his career in England, mate, he delivered plenty of premierships over there, and he could have done that for us here in the Warriors. Oh, mate, I, I love that. The one thing that stands out is he when he said care and care about people's well-being, and the one thing that really hits home with that conversation is, you know, the the Polynesian players. They they need a different kind of love, a different care to a to a uh, to a Pākehā kind of player or a Māori. Like they all react differently, and it's and it's a real deep and meaning and understanding of what these different players need, you know. And, and that's when I've been in teams that have been high performing. You've got coaches and you've got a management group that have a real understanding of how each mm. individual player ticks, and then you buy in and you cure you coerce them, you just get around them, and you just encouragement and that's how you get if you've got underlying care and that's what I don't see with the Warriors if you've got a real deep and meaningful care for these people then you'll get the rewards back and that's performance um, so yeah bang on Izzy look at what just happened with the Black Ferns and look yes. at and exactly what you're just talking about the different cultures and the review they went through what were the findings exactly what you just said 
It's time for the great selection. It's Izzy and Kempi's All Blacks 23. Yes, it is. 27 minutes past seven this morning. Izzy and Kempi's great selection. How many times do we need to tell you? The team that plays Ireland in these June series or July series, they will be is a team that's pretty much going to be playing in the World Cup, or they'll want it to be. Only 18 tests to go. This is a huge, huge, huge selection. It's the great selection. So we've got our team so far. You vote on double eight double three, or go to SENZ underscore Instagram and nominate who you would like to have in each position each day. Yesterday we were asking you for the first lock. Lock number one after we've picked our front row, which is Ethan DeGroote, Cody Taylor, and off for a Farsi, and in a landslide. Ritalik again. Oh! Kidding me. Oh, no, we're not kidding you, Nisbo. Brody Ritalik takes spot number one, is he? And that's pretty obvious. As you said yesterday, now this is the tricky part. <laughs> Who you got? Who's lock number two? And start your text, double eight, double three, to be packing down in the second row with Brody Ritalik. Mm, that was obviously his try against Australia down the short side dummy when he dummied and ran in. Yeah. Retallica, metal. Oh, I love it. Um, look, yeah, uh, I've gone. I've gone with Scott Barrett. I've gone with Scott Barrett. Um, <laughs> I've, t- I've just yeah, I've shied away from Sammy Sammy Watlock. I think Guz is going to take over the lineout calls. So I've gone with Scott Barrett to play lock. That is my choice. Kempi, mm. wow. Kempi, what do you got, mate? Stop looking at my notes. All right, <laughs> I've gone for Scott Barrett too. Yeah, but I've gone for Scott Barrett for a different reason. I think mm-hmm. like his age at twenty eight, you know, he's in his prime, can score tries, all that sort of stuff. But I think you need the trio of Barretts in that side. <laughs> so I think them. you need muscle from the Taranaki, from the South Coast. Oh, okay. I think you need the three of them because they just live off each other. And in the middle there, we've got the big boy, Mister mm. Scott. We're in the middle there. We got the big boy. You know who that is, the number 12. And, of course, we've got the guy, the king, running it, the three of them. Okay. It all happens okay. in threes. Yeah, I like that. I, I like the reason as well as the makeup of the bench. Obviously, Scott can play six, so that allows the bench makeup to have a bit of a variation there, whether they take an extra Lucy or another lock, whatever. they got options, uh, with, like the Crusaders at the moment with David Harvey playing 10. They can carry another midfielder. So, yeah, the variations with having Scott there, he can play both positions. Um, and like you said, Uncle, I just think he's he's young. He's going to hit his prime, go to the World Cup. What about you, Louis? You're having a little smile there. Who are you going? Well, I just can't see in my head Sam Whitelock coming off the bench. And he's going to be in the 23, so he's going to start for me. And I, I think Scott Barrett's probably still got a bit more of an impact in him to come off the bench. And exactly your theory of being able to go to fill a, fill a gap if he had to go to the Lucy's. I think Scott Barrett's the bench player for me, and Sam Whitelock, you want his experience and his expert, like you want him out there as the calm head for most of the game. So that's just me. But I take you, I take both your points, and I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer. Double eight, double three. We've already got a, a couple of nominations: James Tucker, Ken, Sam Whitelock, and he is captain. That's from an unnamed text. To leave your name, who would you like to be in the locks with Brody Retallick? The reason, they'll take, the reason they'll take Sam Whitlock is his line-out defence is world-class. His ability to understand, figure out the line-out calls and put them under pressure, that's where they'll take him. I just think they're going to go forward and, and get, bring a bit of youth in. Someone, I just think they'll go with uh, Scott Barrett. But hey, could be wrong. Beautiful. They still haven't got a captain. They still haven't even got a captain. Sam Kane's probably going to be out again, or is he? 
<laughs> well, hey, in three days' time, no, two days' time, mm. it'll be open sites, and that is going to be fireworks, all right? <laughs> the great selection. Head to SCNZ underscore Instagram and nominate or double eight double three. Who is locking with Brody Retallick? We're going to talk some rugby. It's a big, big week of rugby. Two degrees is a super network behind super teams, and this Super Rugby Pacific's debut season is down to its final four between the Crusaders, Chiefs, Blues and Brumbies. Boy, have we had some champion teams throughout the years. Friday night sees the Crusaders host the Chiefs, who are the one of the teams to tip the red and black machine up this year. Unusually, they did it in Christchurch too. So Andrew Goodman be well aware that of the threat that the Chiefs pose this Friday, and he's on the line now. Morning, Goody. Morning, Izzy. How are you? Very, very good, mate. Thanks for joining us. I know it's your, your day off, but in the coaching role, there's no days off. Am I right? You're right, mate. You're right. <laughs> Up early with the boys here. They've been charging around, so uh, been trying to chip away a little bit of work in between, but not much success yet, so we'll, uh, we'll have to head away soon. All right, mate. Friday night, had a big game against the Reds. Got that job done. That job's over. You're looking to the Chiefs. How's the week been? You've had uh, yesterday's training and then day off today. How, what was what was yesterday like? Just the boys pull up well after Friday? Yeah, they did, mate. Yeah, it was great uh, having that Friday game, you know, because the, the mm. Saturday, Sunday to refresh and get away and do some um, different stuff away from rugby. So that was awesome. And, you know, Christchurch put on a stunner yesterday, eh? Yeah. Were you around? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's always good for the spirits as well. But, the, yeah, the boys trained well. Yeah, good. You can see the sun in the background here at Izzy's, in Izzy's uh, pool house coming streaming through his window, so it looks like you're in for another good day down there. Hey, Blackadder's out um, on all accounts. There's no there's no likelihood of him coming back. What's what's the what's the um, the likelihood of filling that spot and getting the job done like he normally does every every week, week and out for you? Yeah, well, yeah. It's firstly, real uh, gutted for Ethan. Eh? He's been mm. he's been massive for us this year. Such a big part of our team and the. Yeah, someone that the boys really love, so we'll, I'm really all disappointed for him uh, not to get the chance to play this weekend. But, you know, we've got um, good depth in the loose four trio there. Guys like Tom Christie, who played some outstanding rugby through the start of the season, every time he's got his opportunity, really. So, um, Corey Callow, another young fella that's he's mm. taken his chances when he's been given them. So, uh, pretty happy with the depth we've got there. Hey, Goody, where do you think the, the team's at in terms of uh, of the, the game the game situation? I think for 50 minutes, it was a real dogfight on Friday night, but then that last 30 just really turned up, uh, you know, put the pedal to the metal and just really turned the, the volume up. Mate, where, where do you think uh, the boys are at at the moment in terms of heading into the semi-final? Yeah, I think we're in a good spot. You love finding a rhythm around, um, you know, just that we've been able to select the t- same team for the last, couple of weeks now so yeah. Yeah, getting a getting a bit of rhythm going um you know these these finals are all going to be the same like as you said earlier in the intro the chiefs crusaders there's um some battles man you know every every time we play mm. these boys it's a it is a battle so we're going to have to this you know 80 minutes the old cliche but it is going to be one of those games this weekend i, I feel and uh both teams are going to be right up for it and it's going to be um yeah pretty physical uh, pretty tight battle. It's going to come down to those small moments, as these games always do. Where do you think the Chiefs will try and target? Do you, what, what are you expecting from from a, from a Chiefs outfit coming down? With uh, they've already come out in the media and said they don't fear going to Christchurch. They're right up for it. Well, you know they've got a strong presence around the breakdown. They're, they're a good breakdown side. Um, kick really well through through their nines and tens, and 
you know, they try and play in the right area of the field. So um, we're going to we're going to get match pressure on those kickers, and we've got to be mm. you know winning races and being smart around our ball carrying clean. Hey, Goody, what's what's the um, the spirit like? You know, obviously a tough game, like as he said last week, getting away uh, with it at the back end of it. But what's the spirit like? Is everyone feeling fresh? They're looking forward to this game against the Chief, even knowing that they lost the last one against them down there. Yeah, you know, as I said, like the boys, there's no uh, lack of uh, motivation in these games from both sides. So um, won a piece this year and. Um, yeah, great to great to meet them in a in a final match which kind of decide who who goes through to the final dance. So mm. um yeah, we're gonna ride up for it. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. We all, I'm gonna be there in the stands up and watching it and enjoying it, mate. Hey, uh, what about the the whole makeup of, of the bench? Um I know you've got David Harvilli, his importance for the team, his ability to be able to cover that that uh that ten position as well. So you know, how do you select? What are the things you looked at? Look at when you're going into games. You know, the the importance of the makeup of the bench. Uh, you know, key position position specifics and things like that. Yeah, it's been a headache, mate. There's been some uh, mm. some long, long discussions around the around the selections both last week, um, heading into this week, and I'm, you know, some guys have really put their hand up, and Fergus really unlucky to miss out uh, last week after two. You know, yeah. strong, really, really, really strong performances. So, you know, he's back at, right back in the mix um, conversations again this week. We've got you know, guys like uh, Braden and Bridgie that have, mm. you know, two All Blacks that are on the bench again that are putting their hands up for selection and in the in the starting fifteen. So every week we're whew, it's just <laughs> some sleepless nights, <laughs> the big discussions going around. You know, because all these guys would love nothing more to be involved in these games mm. and um, it is a hard one going in on Monday morning and, and telling some guys that they're not going to be involved or um, but you know the the environment we've got down here they'll they'll be disappointed but they'll get stuck into their week as well and make sure they set the team up as best they can Mate, uh, one of the selections that's probably not a hard option and a hard decision to make is probably Lester Faying Anuku, mate, on the, on the wing. Uh, he's been performing for the last two to three years, mate. And for you, he's been a part of your Tasman outfit. How proud are you to see his kind of um, transition over the last couple of years to become one of the top wingers going around at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty awesome, mate. The consistency he's played with this year has been been pretty outstanding, I feel, and he's, um, he's just... Going strength to strength in some of those little areas that he probably needed to tidy up over the over the last uh, year or so. So they've mm. been improving week in week out, and he's such a great watch, isn't he? Powerful. Uh, I think I said earlier in the year that he just he just enjoys playing the game. So he's got a smile on his face and centre or wing, Goody. Centre or wing. What do you reckon? He'll he'll, he'll push <laughs> his way into centre um, in the next couple of years. I reckon he'll he'll keep moving in. I think he's um, on the wing now. He's mm. loved that he can just roam around and pop up wherever wherever he can and um, that's a real strength of his his work great off the ball and, and you know coming into random positions that wing, wings that wing position allows um, yeah. I think yeah moving forward down the future I think it's going to be a very good centre Love your chat Goody love your chat hey I want to ask you a question what's your what's your favourite music like what's your favourite song you, you listen to coming into the semi-finals oh. mate that gets you motivated Oh that's a question <laughs> It <laughs> is a question. I've got a pretty mixed uh, music, um, but I'll, I'll go. Um, I like to just be chilled game day, so I like a little bit of Elton John. Probably moving into the stadium, I like just chilling out to a bit of Elton, and then maybe uh, 
couple of beers afterwards it would be a bit, bit more upbeat. upbeat. <laughs> cheese, ca- cheese cutter on or off? Cheese cutter will be right on, mate. You know the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Hey, goody, we're going to let you go shortly, but uh, big big weekend for, for two of your mates, Jace Ryan and, and Razor Ray, coaching their 100th game this week, mate. Tell us about that, that occasion for those boys and how have they been this week? Let's, let's be honest, have they been... Real peacocks or what? <laughs> they haven't been gee-whizzing too much around, to be fair. They're, you know, they're just going around their work. It actually hasn't been mentioned. I heard it over the speaker um, after the game. And they've been pretty quiet around it all week. But uh, the boys are aware and they'll, uh, they'll have that extra little bit of motivation for those two great men of our organisation who have done, you know, both came in together in um, 2017 and have done an amazing job at... Uh, just creating the environment that is that is around at Rugby Park for the whole organisation. So I've got massive respect for for both men as workmates, but more importantly, friends uh, away from rugby. Two two great men, as you know. Awesome, awesome, up uh, absolute champions. A bit like yourself, Goody. Appreciate you coming on the show, mate. And uh, good luck Friday night. Myself and Louis and myself will be there in the stand. You'll probably hear us, mate. So good, all the best, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, enjoy, mate. Good to chat. Here is Andrew Goodman, <coughs> Crusaders assistant coach. Doesn't give too much away, no. does Goody? No. But that's okay. Can't share too much. He knows the. I was waiting for the theme question. Do, I was waiting do, for do, the theme. Mate, we know what the theme is. Do, do, do. What is it? What Crusade is it? We know what the theme is. The graveyard, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the graveyard's not that scary at the moment. No, that's the Chiefs. <laughs> that's the Chiefs, mate. Oh. They're going to they're gonna bring bring you to the graveyard. They're going to bury you. I reckon it's no just crusade chance. on, is he? Don't overthink it. It's, hey, what have we done for 99 games we've coached this team? We've won titles. What has this mm. franchise done in its 20-odd year, 24-year history, whatever it is? Won titles. They mm. say the number 13 is unlucky. Well, not yep. this time around. The 13th championship. In honour of Toddy Blackadder. In honour of Reuben Thorne. Oh, here we in honour of Play Andy Ellis White Crockett. Hey, Unc, you should come down. I know, I know, I know, okay. Imagine that. (laughs) Then it would be the graveyard. (laughs) Oh, I'll say. Well, you you guys, the Blues managed to escape the funeral on Saturday night. They played really well. I can't Mm. see the Brumbies touching the Blues this weekend. I I can't. I I actually thought the Highlanders would have a better chance to knock. I thought if the Blues got through that quarterfinal game, Mm. They got their finals nerves out of the way. They're not going to be scared about the the Brumbies at all. They they went over there and bet them without, mm. uh, you know, without their best player. Um, yeah. So I think the Blues are. I think the Blues are going to be waiting for the Crusaders or the Chiefs at Eden Park. And I don't think the Crusaders or the Chiefs will either of them will care about going to Eden Park for the no final. No way, mate. The Crusaders won a final in Johannesburg. Mm. So they don't care, and the Chiefs love heading up the road over the Bombays. So this weekend, the Crusaders Chiefs for me is that it's it's the most important game of Super Rugby we've had in a wee while, actually, probably a couple of years. Well, it's a you home know? it's a home game for the Crusaders boys too if they make the final at Eden Park. I mean, most of them All Blacks. You just heard a bit of breaking news there with Goody too. He probably didn't mean to say it, but he told us the makeup of the bench. <laughs> Did he? If you just listen quietly, Bridgie. And Enel on the bench again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Two All Blacks on the bench, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Look a little bit closer. Now, look, it's going to be a huge game. Friday night. Uh, look, the Chiefs, 
they know that they can come down here and and get the job done. They've done it earlier on and they've seen the Blues do it. So the scare factor, that's that's past. But these are just, this is when they just turn up again, turn it up a little notch and just go again and go again. And I'm looking forward to it. But you're right, the Blues, mate, they, this is theirs to lose. They just, <laughs> oh, this, yes. is theirs, this is theirs to lose, eh, Kempi? Honestly, this is theirs to lose. Don't try and, don't try and give them the favourites tag. You know, Crusaders can't go in with five Paul championships and call the Blues on. a favourites. Paulie Moari will come on. A dollar, what are they? They'll be a dollar ten. No, a dollar one. They, They'll they, be a dollar mate, ten. Let's ask they They've got Luke Romano, man. Like they can't lose. They've got the best ten going, but a Bodie Barrett playing out of his skin. Yeah, Richie Monga. Akira Yuani. Yeah. Richie Monga. He loves that. He loves being the underdog for once. Mm. This is great. Oh, this Line is brilliant. under the radar. This is brilliant. We're way under the radar. First time in our history. Uh, two degrees are the Super Network behind the Super Teams, proudly supporting Super Rugby teams and their search for Pacific dominance. Okay, this is cool. Let us know who you're supporting this weekend. Crusaders, Chiefs, hey, if you're in Canberra and listening, the Brumbies or the Blues, text us on double eight double three the team and your name you're supporting and you can win a prize pack for that team thanks to Two Degrees. They are massive supporters of the competition and we've got some kit to give away. Double eight double three. who's your team, who are you supporting and what's your name? The Black Ferns, I guess when you think about last week's momentous moment in history of New Zealand rugby and the signing of the Silver Lake deal, you instantly think of the benefits that money will do for the future of New Zealand rugby. Money invested in the right areas will instill a bright future for our national teams. One of those teams I feel has a new aura and presence about them is the Black Ferns after enduring a big past few months of changes and reviews. Yesterday, we got to witness them finally doing what they love. Wayne Smith, Alan Bunting, Wesley Clark, Whitney Hanson, with a slice of Ted Henry on the side, unleashed their first side that took on the Wallaroos and horrible weather in Tauranga. Although the weather tainted some exciting rugby, the evidence is there that the changes and resources pumped into the Black Ferns outfit will ensure they have the best chance come World Cup. We've seen signs yesterday that things are heading in the right direction, in such a short period of time, but the one thing that is very evident and is probably the most important thing to have is belief. This team believes that what they Smithy and Co is creating is going to transcend into something greater. Belief is one thing, but a collective buy-in is another. And from what I'm hearing and seeing, that makes me excited for the future of this team. I'll leave you with this. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. There Bang. you go, Black Ferns, they're back. How good was it to have some afternoon test footy in New Zealand yesterday? Although the game was pretty much played underwater, the Black Ferns showed glimpses of what potential they have under Wayne Smith's management. Our Lucys were huge in the wet. Alana Bremner was everywhere and even got a meat pie to celebrate about yesterday. Alana's on the show. Morning, Alana. Good, Izzy. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. Thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, mate, how'd you pull up? How was yesterday's uh, big occasion in the afternoon? Not ideal weather, but good to get the win. <laughs> yeah, no, yesterday was an awesome day. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming to play on home soil, so it was a pretty special day for all the girls. Obviously, you had a lot of deputants. We had seven in the mix um, and a really special occasion for Kendra Coxage becoming the most catched Blackburn. So heaps, heaps to celebrate and lots of excitement yesterday, yeah. for sure. 
58 times she's worn the jersey, Kendra Cox Edge, mate. Tell us about her influence in the, in the team and around. Is she a bit of a grump? Is she pretty demanding? What's she like in, in, the, in the environment? Uh, well, she, she is amazing. She holds the high standards, so maybe that's where you got that from. But she's, <laughs> she's huge. Um, you know, we were joking yesterday. There's girls that um, were four, I think, when she had her first test cap. So um, and she's actually rooming with one of them now, Kelsey. So pretty special um, for her to reflect on, you know, her journey. And, you know, everyone knows how much she's given to the game, um, the women's game in New Zealand and around the world. So she's been a huge influence and um, in where the game has gone and yet to come. So pretty special to be able to mm. celebrate that huge success yesterday. Yeah, Zee, of course she's got high standards. She's from Taranaki, mate. Hey, um, <laughs> Alana, just just tell me, like, obviously a good win yesterday and got the wheels rolling towards the World Cup. What steps have you guys taken and what have you noticed is, is it around cultural change in your team um, moving forward? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, we've got a new, you know, management crew um, that have hugely stepped up and the way we train now, um, you know, preparing us for test level footy than the the kind of footy we experienced last year on our Northern Tour. Um, they like to apply the pressure at training um, so when we get to games, that stuff is kind of second nature to us. Um, and yeah, it's just been huge excitement. We've got a lot of young players in the mix that, you know, just bringing the excitement to the group, very talented and everyone's on the same page. So it's pretty exciting to where we're heading. Oh, mate, I, you just really hit it home there. I've, I've been coached by Smithy. Trainings are harder than test matches, man. They are <laughs> just full noise. But, hey, it helps and it makes the game easier. Do you feel like yesterday you were able to showcase the things that you girls have been trying to uh, train and play? Obviously, the weather didn't play its part. But was Smithy quite happy with what, what unfolded? Yeah, I think um, we all probably agreed that we started quite slow. Um mm. We didn't bring the physicality that we needed. So, you know, after half time, the way the the bench kind of brought themselves onto the field, um, we were a lot more dominant in the collision and our kicking became a lot smarter. Um, yeah. So I think that was something Smithy was pretty happy about. You know, we were trying trying things um, despite the weather and playing with a bit of courage. So, yeah, I think definitely take lots of good things out of that game, um, but definitely not not um, everything we've got to give, for sure. I can tell you, Smithy's not going to be happy until you lift that World Cup. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll get back to training, and he'll be flogging you on the training pitch, just like as he said. Hey, just a, a, yeah. a point that I'd, I'd like you to make, in and around the selection of the side, how do you think the seven deputants went, and do you think that they the, the black jersey really meant something to them when they put it on? Yeah, you could tell how special. Um, it was such a special day for all the deputants yesterday. Getting to play in front of your family, friends of Tano for the first time, it's something that doesn't happen often. So for those girls, I think they realise they're in that you know privileged group that gets to do that and um, represent their family in front of um, in front of their family. Um, and you know the milestones yesterday, the capping last night, it was a pretty special emotional occasion for them all. So. Really, really proud of how all of them played out there. Um, especially Kaipo, you know, in the loose sports. Mm. It was 2020, and her and I were in the 6 and 8 jersey for the New Zealand Barbarians against the Black Ferns. So to get to play with her yesterday um, and the performance she put out on there was super special. Yeah, it was outstanding. She had a, a man of the match, uh, you know, performance from, from her and yourself. Loose for Trevor really, really stood out. Um, for you, though, as a, your sister... She made her debut. Must be a pretty yeah. special moment. Pretty special moment for you and the family. Yeah, that was so special. Um, dream come true, really, getting to pull the black jersey on um, with Charles, you know, standing the national anthem. 
something we've dreamed about for a long time. We've been in this mix for about five years together, so to do that, um, yeah, yeah, not too many words for that yet, but yeah, something really special that I always cherish for sure. Hey, Alana, the girls would have been talking last night, you know, obviously you're nice and happy, you know, a bit sore this morning, but you would have have, have spoken about where to next. Where do you lift the bar and what, what part of the game do you need to lift the bar to make sure that you're competing with the French and the English? Yeah, um, we know, yeah, it's just going to keep lifting from here. So we've got Canada, Canada next, um, just looking to... You know, put the things we're doing in training into the game um, and really pull some of those things off. Um, won't give too much away, but <laughs> yeah, just really looking to lift lift from this week and excited to see where we're gonna where we're gonna go. Nice. I will we'll let you get back into your recovery mode. No doubt you'll have reviews, meetings. If Smithy's still the same, you'll be really intense for the next couple of days. <laughs> no rest for the wicked under his realm. Anyway. <laughs> Appreciate it, Lana. Congratulations for your performance uh, yesterday. You were outstanding, and great to see the Black Ferns um, putting in, uh, getting back out on the rugby field after a pretty full-on last couple of months. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Lizzie and Tony. Bye. Well done. There she is, Lana. Just all the things I've touched on with um, with Smithy, just intense <laughs> training, mate, the bonding excellence. Drop that ball, he'll spray you. And it's all started powerful. I was watching the game yesterday, and you could just see little th- parts of their game that he brought to us. I don't know if you saw, there was a moment when uh, Aisha got the ball, and she ran across the field, and she cut with Hazel Tubic, and then there was another player coming on the inside, and we used to call that, oh, I can't really remember the name, but that was one of our, um, our patterns for counter-attack, and saw that, that came off. So you can see the things that Smithy's trying to instill into the Black mm. Ferns, and uh, if the weather was dry... You know, we would have probably seen a bit more of that. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.